Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That was brilliant. Well done. That is a, that's a fantastic song and I've actually been listening to that song most of this week to prepare for tonight and I'm going to refer to that in a little bit. But uh, I just want you again just to thank the team involved from the guys that have set up and the candles just to make tonight so special. So give them one more round of applause. Well done, team. I am really, really, really excited to be here. Anyone else very excited tonight? Come on, show me your excitement. Give me an excited look on your face. And uh, part of it's just because Christmas, you've got to love Christmas. I mean, Christmas is just fantastic. Now, obviously, I'm not from these parts of the world originally. You've probably picked up in my accent that I'm from another part of the world. Yes, Birmingham. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and Christmas, Christmas in Australia is a little bit different to Christmas in England. Uh, Christmas in Australia, usually it's in 35 degree heat. And you're cooking a barbecue on the beach. I'm getting a little homesick right now. <laughs> Whereas here in England, it's usually minus five, but who's loving the heat wave in December? Wow, it's like 13 in December. Get in. Uh, but, you know, it's usually minus five and you're cooking the turkey inside because it's freezing and cold and dark. Um, but you know what? Christmas in England, it actually makes sense. It makes sense to be inside. It makes sense to cook the warm turkey. If you try cooking anything inside in Australia, you just end up sweating. But it makes sense in England, the lights, the snow, the dark nights, the festive feeling, it just makes sense. So I love Christmas in England. This is actually our sixth winter in England. So I'm fully acclimatised now. I mean, I was going to wear shorts, that's how warm it is. Uh, but it's so good to be here with you, and uh, as Leanne said, my name is Kirk, and uh, I pastor a church in the city centre of Birmingham, and we actually meet in St Andrews Stadium, which is the home of Birmingham City Football Club. Any Birmingham fans here tonight? <laughs> awesome. Uh, powerful. Uh, no, but I'm also the club chaplain. Uh, which is brilliant, you know, allows me to have a ministry to the players and the staff uh, in it. I'm in the training ground most weeks and meet one-on-one with players and stuff. So it's brilliant. Uh, we had our carols today actually in the stadium, well not in the stadium, but in the function room where we meet and uh, a number of staff and a few of the players came along. So it's, uh, so it's brilliant, but I love carols and I love Christmas and I think what I love is, is in the busyness of Christmas, who knows Christmas can get very busy and very crazy and chaotic, uh, but to take an hour or an hour and a half like you've done tonight and with the candles and just a little bit different atmosphere and just almost focus your soul and sit with your family and sing about the real meaning of Christmas, there is something powerful about it. In fact, just before I left to come over here, we had our carol service, like I said, and we did a number of services today. And, and someone who's not normally goes to church, and perhaps you're, you've been invited by a friend here today and you don't normally go to church, and I caught up with this gentleman at the end of the service and I said, oh, what did you think? And he said, oh, it was, it was really touching. You know, the songs really mean something. And that's what I love about carols, and particularly that song, that song that we just sang, 
is a beautiful song. Sometimes I do struggle. Who enjoys Christmas carols but sometimes struggle to remember the words? You would think the fact that we sing it every year, we would get used to it. You know, it's like, silent night. Born. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> hark the herald angels sing. Mercy mild. You know, it's kind of like you just get the bits, but uh, but it's good because everybody can sing along, and it doesn't matter how bad a singer you are. You just burst out in song, and everyone just loves it all around you, and everyone says, Amen, God bless you for your voice. When <laughs> we tell people we sound like angels. <gasps> hey, it's good to be in Leamington Spa. I just think you have the coolest name on the earth for a place to live. Anywhere with the word spa in it, for me, just goes right to the top of the list. Like, I just picture, do you all have jacuzzis in your back gardens? Is that what happens in Leamington Spa? I just what in my picture in my head, driving out here, it's just like everyone's sitting in their jacuzzi. Where do you live? Leamington Spa. Very posh. Oh. Royal Leamington Spa, my goodness. Wow. I think I need to, you know, update my, my uh, Englishisms. But, uh, hey, I just want to share a thought with you tonight around that song, Mary, Did You Know? And uh, the, I'll just read the, the lyrics of that first verse for you, which um, the team did so beautifully. Uh, but it says this, Mary, Did You Know? that your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make us new? The child that was you delivered will soon deliver you. And the verses go on, and it's a powerful song. Basically, the summary of it is, did Mary have any idea? Did she have any concept of this baby that she held in her hands that cried and, you know, like any normal baby, uh, needed feeding and slept and did all the other things that babies do. You know, did, did she know that this baby was going to grow up to be the saviour of the world? Did she know that he would heal people, that he would walk on water, that he would rise again from the dead, that he would be the one that all history hinged on. There's been no one like him in the history of the world that he would be a world changer and would change, bring salvation to the whole of humanity. Did she know? Well, it's a good question and I don't know fully what the answer is, but we do know this. There was a writer who wrote one of the books in the Bible, and he was, his name was Luke. And Luke was a doctor. And that's a miracle in itself that people could actually read anything he wrote. Uh, but he was a doctor. And he, he, being a doctor, he was a man of evidence and detail. And so it came a point in time once Jesus had died and rose again and then ascended into heaven. And Luke said, you know what? I want to make an account of the life of Jesus. And so being a detailed and a man of evidence and proof, 
He just didn't want to take it by the rumours and the things he'd heard. He didn't just want to take it by third or fourth hand. He actually wanted eyewitness accounts and he wanted to know the exact story. So where else better to start than with the mum? Jesus' mum. So he arranges a time and scholars tell us that chances are Luke and Mary were part of the early church once Jesus ascended into heaven. So they were part of the, the community of the, the church when it first started. And uh, I can imagine Luke saying, Mary, can we grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and you know, a few uh, you know, mince pies? Who's looking forward to the mince pies later? All right, well, stay with me, stay with me, all right? <laughs> I'm looking forward to the mild wine. <laughs> and, and, you know, he'd say, hey, listen, let's have a cuppa and a chat. And I want you to go way back to the start. And I want you to tell me everything that you can remember. I want you to tell me everything that happened because I want to write down the account of the life of Jesus. And, and so we're going to look at that verse and the context of that in Luke chapter 2. And you've heard some good readings already. But Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read for the message version, and this is uh, in verse 26 onwards, and this is where the angel appears. So in the context, if you can picture Luke and Mary sitting down, talking it through, and he's got his pen and paper out, interviewing her, so to speak, and she's telling Luke what happened. And so she said, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to me, and uh, I, was, I was engaged to Joseph and the angel came and greeted me and said, Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. There's a tip for you. Husband's right there. You greet your wife like that every morning. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Big bonus points. Good morning, wife. You're beautiful with God's beauty. <laughs> Marriages are just going to go to a whole other level right there. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. I was shaken. I was a bit nervous. I didn't know what this angel meant. But then he said to me, God has a surprise for you. Who likes surprises? Kids who's looking forward to surprises on Friday morning. Oh, I used to love it. Christmas when you're a kid is awesome. You know, you write your letter to Santa. You hope you're going to get what you ask for, if you've been on the good list, of course. And but you're never 100% sure, but you hope that Santa's going to bring what you asked for until that day, Christmas morning, you run down to the tree and there it is, the thing you've been wanting. Surprise! Who's ready for surprises on Friday? All the kids said, Amen. All the big kids said, Amen. So God surprised me. The angel told me I'd become pregnant and that this baby would be called the son of the highest. That the Lord... The Lord would give him his throne that he promised to his father David. He would rule and his kingdom would last forever. I said to the angel, but how? How is this possible? The angel responded by saying, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will allow you to conceive this child and he'll be called Holy Son of God. And so I turned to the angel and I said, yes, yes, I will do it. I will obey the Lord. I'll become the Lord's servant. Let it be just as you say. Wow. Every time I read that story, it gets me. Mary's courage to say yes. At the risk of it all, the risk of you know, having to tell people that she's pregnant, but it's by the Holy Spirit 
Who knows, that would have been a bit weird. Who knows that people would have thought she was crazy. At the risk of her relationship with Joseph, who kind of would have gone, you, you're pregnant by who? <laughs> he, she, it would just, she would have been an outcast within her family. This was such a risk, but she said yes anyway. Did Mary know? Did Mary know that this baby was going to grow up to become the saviour of the world? Again, I don't know if we can answer that question clearly, but I can tell you two things she did know. The first thing was she knew from that encounter that this child was pretty special. (laughs) She knew that this is not a normal conception. She knew that this is not a normal child. And she knew from what the angel said that he's going to be the holy son of God. He's going to be great. He's going to be the prince of peace. He's going to be God with us. He's going to be the saviour of the world. So I reckon she had a good idea that he was going to be someone pretty special. The second thing to consider is that she would have, in those days in the culture, all the young kids, a bit like Sunday stars or what's it called? Little treasures and the stars. All the kids would have gone to Sunday school and would have been taught the scriptures. So Mary would have grown up knowing the verses of scripture that were talking about a saviour that would come. Do you know that when Jesus came and through his life and his death and his resurrection, over 300 prophecies, a prophecy is something that's written about the future, over 300 prophecies from like 700, 600, 500 years before Jesus was even born, Jesus fulfilled over 300 of those prophecies in the Old Testament. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? And so Jesus, so she would have known some of these prophecies from writers like Micah and Isaiah and Jeremiah, people who had penned through the Holy Spirit prophecies of who this Saviour would be. And not just Mary, but everybody within the Jewish community would have been expecting a saviour. It it was almost like, when's the saviour coming? When's the Messiah going to come? So I think with those two things combined, her encounter with the angel and also her her knowledge of the scriptures, I think she had a pretty good idea. But here's the thought. I don't think she would have fully, to the fullest extent, to the enormity of who Jesus really was, I don't know if she ever had a fully, fully, fully idea of what that was. I think she had a good idea, but maybe not to the full extent that we imagine that who Jesus was actually going to be. But even in the midst of that, she still said yes. Everyone say yes. yes. She still said yes, and that's the bit that gets me. And that's the bit that I want to encourage you with tonight. Whatever God wants to do in your life, just say Just say, because Mary had to take a step of faith to say yes. I'm sure Mary had her plans. Has anyone got married recently? Anyone got married recently in the church? Know of someone that's got married recently? Ever got married? (laughs) I'll just keep going until we get someone put up a hand. But I, I, I do weddings quite regularly with people in our church and, and uh, this one wedding that recently got married in October, but man, they were planning for like 5,000 years in advance. Okay, I exaggerate a little. But they were, they were so planned and, and, you know, when it comes to having a wedding, you plan ahead. Some people will go crazy, but so Mary probably would have been planning a wedding, you would imagine. I'm sure she had her plans of how it was all going to work out, that she was going to, you know, get a little house and 
Joseph was going to start his carpentry business and maybe in the back, back streets of Nazareth where nothing ever happens. And she had a plan and some point she'd have kids and she had her plans of how it was going to work out. But all of a sudden, boom, then an angel turns up and says, actually, God's got another plan. And so she had to lay her plans down and say, yes, I'll serve you, God. I'll lay down my plans and actually do what you've asked me to do. I'll say yes to God's plan. That took a lot of courage and a lot of faith. And like the angel came and said to her, God's got a surprise for you. And I found that God loves working in surprises. To be honest, I was surprised when God told us to move to England. It wasn't part of my plan. But we said yes to God's plan and it's been a great adventure. Here's what I've found in my life and many others. If you say yes to God's plan, it's the best life you can live. And just like Mary said yes to God's plan, all of a sudden she was catapulted into this moment in time where she became a focal point of God's plan for salvation for the whole of mankind. Pretty awesome, hey? So the Luke and Mary are having this chat and they finish the mince pies and finish the cuppa and she's gone through his life and from when he grew up and left home and went out to do his ministry. She starts to recount the stories of the people he'd healed, the miracles he did. I guess her, life, her, her face would have saddened a little as she starts to recount when she had to watch her son be crucified on the cross. But then the joy on her face when she recounts, but then he came back to life. I remember that day. I remember that day when I saw him again. And then she probably would have recounted the stories of the early church gathering together, waiting for this thing called the Holy Spirit, and then boom, this power of God hits them and this indwelling of Jesus himself now inside of them. Uh, just powerful stories and she recounts story after story and Luke's writing so fast to keep track of what she's saying. And the interview comes to the end and Luke says, thank you so much, Mary, for giving me such an insight into, the, into Jesus. And I reckon Luke would have turned around and said, hey, Mary, let me ask you this. You've just told me all this stuff about this son that you birthed, you conceived and birthed him, but let me ask you this one question. If you knew now, sorry, if you knew then what you know now, if you knew in that moment when the angel turns up and you knew back then what you knew now, all the, all the challenges you would go through, having to watch your son die, everything that you've experienced, if you knew back then what you knew now, would you do it again? Would you give the same answer? Would you, would you consider saying no to the end? Well, no, no, well, no, no, no. Or, or would you still say yes? And it's my assumption that she would have just thought about all the people that were healed, about the power of him coming back to life, about seeing the church go from just a hundred or so people in a small room to exploding to be thousands of people, to seeing people generations later having their sins forgiven and their lives saved because of her son. 
I reckon she would have looked Luke with this steely look in her eye, with this glint of passion and hope and said, you bet, I definitely would have said yes. And I'd do it again and again and again because God's plan trumps our plan any day. Amen? And so this Christmas, my thought is simply this. Just have a heart and a spirit that says yes to God's plan. Just like Mary did because what that does, it catapults you right into the middle of God's purpose and plan for your life. And I don't know where you're at in your own spiritual journey. Maybe you have come to church for a little while. Maybe you've known about the Christmas story many times. You've heard it. But something different tonight as you've sat here listening to the songs and thinking about who Jesus really is, maybe something in your spirit is just shifting and going, you know what? Jesus is real. This is real and it makes sense. And I'd just love to pray with you tonight to say, if you're, if you're saying yes, yes to believe in Jesus, yes to God's plan for your life, I would love to pray for you. So I'm going to ask everybody just to close your eyes and bow your head while we just pray together. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.